Today's episode of Tech is Not Neutral. I know it's been a while since I've um, done an episode, um, and I have to say, even this has been. I've been trying to figure out my cadence and what this is look like, what this will look like, because um, yeah, um, so I'm not doing them live. I wanted to just just have a monologue, just talk, go deep into a subject, and this subject that came to 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 me is is pretty okay we're just gonna dive into it it's the moderation that said um that the content moderation that is at facebook and i know other platforms have it but casey newton and he's casey newton on twitter um he's with verge magazine um or publication um he wrote an article called the trauma floor back in february it was february 25th 2019 and i read it i've resp- i've shared it i've uh, this was really made me start thinking really more in depth about the guiding principle of lack of inclusion is a risk management issue i really um had some tangible thoughts about um that related to content um, moderation and I've been having you know just having these kind of conversations with people about what does that mean when people are looking at the worst of the worst for eight hour shift and so um, then he came out with an, another article on um, June 19th so it's not like it's the and it's called Bodies in Seats. And so I just wanted to really just kind of dive into this a deeper. So I figured out this format is going to be for me to um, just dive deeper into specific topics or related topics to get people to see the connections in, um, in how we're managing in tech and how we're impacting people's lives. Um, so I'm just going to start here. It's the trauma floor and the subtitle is the secret lives of Facebook moderators in America. And so, um, it starts with the story of this person named Chloe, the panic, she's having a panic attack and she's just in training. (laughs) The panic attack started after Chloe watched a man die. She spent the past three and a half weeks in training, trying to harden herself against the daily onslaught of disturbing posts, the hate speech, the violent attacks, the graphic pornography. In a few more days, she would be, she will become a full-time Facebook content moderator or what the company she works for, a professional service services vendor called Cognitech opaquely calls a process executive. Um, For this portion of the education, Chloe will have to moderate a Facebook post in front of her fellow trainees. When it's her turn, she walks to the front of the room where where a monitor displays a video that has been posted to the world's largest social media network. None of the trainees have seen it before. Chloe included she presses play the video depicts a man being murdered someone is stabbing him 
dozens of times while she screams and begs for her life for while he screams and begs for his life chloe's job is to tell the room whether the post should be removed she knows that section 13 of the facebook community standards prohibits videos that depict the murder of one or more people when chloe explains this to the class she hears her voice shaking Returning to her seat, Chloe feels an overpowering urge to sob. Another trainee has gone up to review the next post, but Chloe cannot concentrate. She leaves the room and begins to cry so hard that she has trouble breathing. No one tries to comfort her. This is the job she was hired to do. And for the 1,000 people like Chloe monitoring content for Facebook at the Phoenix site and the 15,000 content reviewers around the world, today is just another day at the office. So what I'm just going to briefly, these are the key findings that are in this article. Moderators in Phoenix will make just $28,800 per year, while the average Facebook employee has a total compensation of $240,000. In stark contrast to the perks lavished on Facebook employees, team members micromanage content moderators every bathroom break. Two Muslim employees are ordered to stop praying during their nine minutes per day of allotted wellness time. Employees can be fired after making just a handful of errors a week, and those who remain live in fear of former colleagues returning to seek vengeance. One man we spoke with started bringing a gun to work to protect himself. Employees have been found having sex inside stairwells and rooms reserved for lactating mothers in what one employee describes as trauma bonding. Moderators cope with seeing traumatic images and videos by telling dark jokes about committing suicide, then smoking weed during breaks to numb their emotions. Moderators are routinely high at work. Employees are developing PTSD-like symptoms after they leave the company, but are no longer eligible for any support from Facebook or Cognitech. Cognit cognizant, sorry, cognizant. Employees um, have begun to embrace the fringe viewpoints of the videos and memes that they are supposed to moderate. The Phoenix site is a, is home to a flat earther and a Holocaust denier. A former employee tells us he no longer believes that 9-11 was a terrorist attack. And so I'm just going to, it's, yeah, it, it, I, I've been sitting with this articles, these articles for a few weeks now because they've just been um, just interesting. Um, <laughs> interesting. So there's another um, Verge article that is written by James Vincent, and it's called AI Won't Relieve the Misery of Facebook Human Moderators. The problem of online content moderator cannot be solved by artificial intelligence. 
So, um, because this is the this is everybody's answer to everything. You know, artificial intelligence, machine learning is going to solve everybody's problems. And so, this part of the article, the subtitle is "The Problem of Automating of Automating Human Culture." Right now, automated systems using AI and machine learning are certainly doing quite a bit to help with moderation. They act as triage systems, for example, pushing suspect content to human moderators and are able to weed out some unwanted stuff on their own. But the way they do it is is so relatively simple, either by using visual recognition to identify a broad category of content like human nudity or guns, which is prone to mistakes, or by matching content by the index of banned items, which requires humans to create some index in the first place. The latter, is approach, uh, the latter approach is used to get rid of the most obvious infringing materials, things like pornog- uh, proper, excuse me, propaganda videos from terrorist organizations, child abuse materials, and copyrighted content. In each case, content is identified by humans and hashed, meaning it's turned into unique strings of numbers that's quick, quicker to process. The technology is broadly reliable, but it can lead to problems. Um, YouTube's content ID system, for example, has flagged um, uploads like white noise and bird songs as copyright infringement in the past. But I want to get to you get to this one sentence. This one part it says the problem with trying to get machines to understand this content, this sort of content is that it's essentially asking them to understand human culture, a phenomenon too fluid and subtle to be described in simple machine readable rules. The content con- this content tends to evolve context that is specific to the speaker. That means things like power dynamics, race relations, political dynamics, economic dynamics. Since these platforms operate globally, varying cultural norms need to be taken into account. So this is why the AI machine learning will fix everything um, narrative is flawed. Uh, You will continue to need humans to um, visually have to look at these things. And again, I say, what is it like to, I wouldn't want to have a job where for eight hours a day, I'm looking at this kind of content. Um, Just period. I just couldn't do it. And so Casey's most recent article is Bodies in the Seat. At Facebook's worst performing content moderation site in North America, one contractor has died and others say they fear for their lives. So at this plant, I mean, at this location, um, there were content moderators. There were three, and it comes with a video, and I will share that in the show notes who have broke their NDA, who have um, gone against their NDA. And so, uh, which is a 14-page non-disclosure agreement. So the key findings in this 
um, article is Facebook content moderation site in Tampa, Florida, which is operated by the professional service firm Cognizant is its lowest performing site in North America. It has never consistently um, consistently enforced Facebook's policy with 98% accuracy as stipulated in Cognizant's contract. So that right there is a huge red flag for me. Very little is done at 90% accuracy, 98% accuracy. And so, um, yeah, this, okay. And so for the first time, three former Facebook moderators in North America are breaking their non-disclosure agreements and going on record to discuss working conditions at the site. A Facebook content moderator working at for Cognizant in, in Tampa had a heart attack at his desk and died last year. Senior management initially discouraged employees from discussing the incident for fear it would hurt product productivity. Tampa workers have filled two sexual, oh, excuse me, have filed two sexual harassment cases against coworkers since April. They are now before the U.S. Equal Opportunity, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Facilities at the Tampa site are often filthy, filthy, with workers reporting that the office's only bathroom has. Re- has repeatedly been um, found smeared with feces and menstrual blood. So let me, I'm going to talk to you because I don't see how this is um, even legal. There are 800 people who work in this building and I think there are three shifts and there's only one bathroom in this entire facility. So even when you have a break, there's a line for the bathroom. Um, Yeah. So workers have been found, have also found pubic hair and nail and fingernails at their desk, along with other bodily waste. Verbal and physical fights at the office are common, so the re- so are reports of theft. The Phoenix site has been dealing with an infestation of bed bugs for the past three months. Facebook says it will conduct an audit of its part, uh, partner sites and make other changes to promote the well-being of its contractors. It says it would um, consider making more moderators full-time employees in the future in hopes to someday provide counseling for moderators after they leave. Now, Facebook is a billion-dollar company. How can they say that they hope to someday provide counseling? This is just really just sad. And I just wanted to bring, I really don't have anything to say about this other than what I've read and what I'll share in the notes but this goes against all four of the guiding principles of hashtag cause of scene, um, which are inclusion, um, lack of inclusion is a risk management issue. Um, intention without strategy is chaos. Tech is not neutral and we must prioritize the most vulnerable. So what we have here is a situation of you and you will see when you read it, there's been a, a lot of bait and switch. People are, um, are recruited at job fairs and told they'll be paid $15 an hour, whether the average in Florida is seven something. And there, this the one guy in the video says he was told that he would be looking at Disney content. So he gets the job, you know, I'm sure he, he leaves another job so you can't go back. And then you're told that, oh yeah, where well, you won't be looking at Disney content, um, 
uh, you will be looking at this shit all day long. So um, I just wanted to just bring that because we really just need to do a better job. I just, uh, yeah, I just really have no other words except that I'm absolutely disgusted um, by just reading these articles. And I'm sure um, the same can be said for other platforms that have human moderation. So thank you for listening to this episode of Tech is Not Neutral. Um, And we need to do a better job of protecting those in our communities and all of our stakeholders. Thank you and have a great day. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this special episode of the Hashtag Causing Podcast. I would like once again to give thanks to the author of How to Be an Anti-Racist, Professor Ibram X. Kendi. Learn more about his work at his website at ibramxkendi.com. Please consider becoming an individual sponsor of the Hashtag Call the Scene movement by visiting the website at hashtagcallthescene.com. On behalf of everyone here at Hashtag Call the Scene, we'd like to thank you again for listening to today's show and have a wonderful day.